Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. We have circled back and welcome in Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. Just another week for you, huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to make been... you feel at home. First of all, I'm, I'm on the road. I'm at my son's uh, baseball tournament out in sweltering Arizona, but I did bring, see, the Chicago White Sox hat, so I'm trying to make you Very feel Very nice. Home. Okay, good. Yeah, we're on the road, too. You can see the hotel curtains behind me. Yeah, okay. How's the hotel, by the way? Okay, we're good? Comfortable? Oh, it's a wonderful hotel. Yeah, this is one of my favorites in our division. Okay, good. Good to hear. All right. How are you feeling after what transpired this week? Where are you mentally? Um, I'm, I'm great. I'm fine. Uh, I'm pretty much, you know, for me it takes a lot to make me angry mm-hmm. and I was angry for that night. And then it was like, okay, moving on. I got, I kind of got more important things to worry about on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Did, did you listen to Donaldson's press conference the next day or no? I read, I read some. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, he, at the end of the day, like I get it because, you know, I, I said what I said in the zoom room, which like, that's never something I, I, I want to be doing like, you know, trashing a player or whatever, uh, to the media, but it's just the way it went down. I didn't know that he did that during the game. I saw it on the post game show. And I just got really hot. And then I went right into my, my interview. And uh, then we talked in the parking lot, you know, that's like the whole, uh, I don't know what's kind of transpired is the talk in the parking lot, what happened and basically came up to me and, you know, it was like try justifying what he did as like a way of pumping up his team. Like this wasn't directed at you. Uh, I'm just trying to like get our team going. And, and uh, I thought, you know what? I just kind of blasted him in the media. Let me hear what he has to say. And so kind of talked about that. And then he complimented our team on being really good and told me to keep doing my thing and we moved on from there then the next day he said that you know whatever he said i don't really want to like play that game anymore but kind your conversation fit, i i understand that but if you had had the the parking lot conversation 24 hours later needless to say it would have been a different conversation wouldn't it what do you mean well i mean he he put you on blast the, the next day and made it a, a little uncomfortable for you. Like, it's one thing to say, hey, listen, this is the reason I did what I did. And then the next day he kind of fired at you, which so I imagine your conversation that you had in the parking lot after your start would have been different than if you had seen him after his press conference, for example, is my guess. Is that fair to say or no? I'm, yeah, I guess so. Like. I, I honestly, I don't know. The The conversation itself was a little confusing in the parking lot mm-hmm. because I thought that he'd be a lot more like aggressive mm-hmm. 
uh, considering what I just said about him. But it was just like, you know, he, he was kind of making his points about, uh, you know, all the spin rate stuff that he's been on for this entire season and about uh, how his action after the home run was directed at his team, not directed at me, not for me. We're competing, we're doing this, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? I, I just went off in the media. I was upset. It's just not really like my lane. Like, I don't like the controversy. I don't like, you know, I'm not trying, I'm not out here like trying to have beef with players and stuff. I went, I went to the Zoom room mad. And, you know, I'm going to stand by what I said. I'm not trying to take anything back. It is what it is. That's pretty much it. But like, I don't know. I think that he just feels like he, got me in some way. Uh, but it's like, you know, he said, what do you say? That I didn't have much to say. That's not necessarily false. Like I didn't really have anything left to say. I said what I said already. Okay. So I will, that's that. To me, it just, as a guy who watches and loves baseball, it just seemed unfair that he mentioned one guy when we all have talked about this and the changes that pitchers are having to make in mid midstream, if you will. I mean, Tyler glass now came on the show and he was like, listen, yeah, for years I used rosin and sunscreen and like I've equated it to driving 40 in a 35 as opposed to spider tack and Pelican grip is going a hundred in a school zone. Like it, there's such a difference and to label every pitcher as a cheater because they're using something like that. I just, it feels unfair, Lucas. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I guess so, but like, that's what, that's what he's been doing all year. Like that's, that's part of his game. You know, you, you saw like with Garrett Cole and all that stuff. And I mean, he's been on like a crusade against it as a, as a position player, offensive guy. It's like, I don't know. I don't, that's all I got. Right. He's, okay. he's really, really, really adamant. And so obviously he hits a home run off me and he wants to make that point. I didn't like it. I still don't, but it's like, all right, cool. Made things exciting the next couple of days. That's for sure. No question. And then in the next day he took, our, our guest coming up, Dylan Cease Deep, and then he got punched out the next two times. Were you a little extra fired up because of that, or was it just another game? Um, I, I was fired up because of, like, the energy the fans were bringing. Like, damn. I mean, it was, it was like, electric, the booing, and, and just, like, the overall, like, atmosphere that was created. You know, that was never my intention, but I think it – made things a lot more fun the last couple of days of the series. That's for sure. Did you hear from any friends around baseball? Because you did have one of the classic, I mean, it, essentially it was scoreboard is what you, what you said at the end of your zoom. Did you hear yeah, but the funny people? thing? The funny, the funniest thing about that is I was at technically wrong. 
like the Royals were technically in last place, at least on that day. I don't know if they still are, but it was, uh, yeah, semantics, but it, it was, it was pretty funny. I was getting called out on that. Like, Oh, actually Lucas, like, no close, but no, I'm like, all right. Great. I don't study the standings every day. They're, yeah. The point is, is that they're way, way down there. But seriously, did you hear from any guys around the sport? I'm always curious. If- I heard from a lot of guys. Yes, a lot. Anything you want to share? I mean, like, is it just like, hey, good job out there. Got your back. Is that the sort of stuff it is? Yeah. You know, just I heard from guys about what they thought about Josh that's pretty much it. I'm not going to like name names. I'm not going to say whatever. It's not, I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I didn't know whether to reach out to you because I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole thing was kind of uncomfortable. I've never really gotten in into that kind of spotlight before. It was interesting, okay. but as I said before, that's not really my lane. Uh, I have no intention of like having some long lasting deal. Uh, it is what it is. It kind of happened in the heat of the moment. Uh, you know, for him, heat of the moment during the game after hitting a home run in the first inning for me, I saw it and immediately went into my post game heat of the moment is what it is. Got it. So <clears throat> unfortunately, or I guess, unfortunately for baseball fans, it doesn't matter to you. But Sunday, you you pitch against the Tigers, so you're going to miss the upcoming series next week in Minnesota. Um, but you're going to see them at some point down the road. Do you – like, for fans, I can only tell you, for us, it'd be like, oh, my God, this must be the biggest moment ever. As a professional athlete, is there something to that down the road? When no. You pay- nope. No I mean, I'm going to tr- try and get them out, just like try and get everybody out. You know, especially against the Twins, they have a very, very good offensive lineup. So, you know, it's important to stay locked in and try and make really good pitches. That start, I was making a lot of bad pitches, yeah. and I got away with a lot of bad pitches. So it was kind of lucky, f- lucky for me. Uh, I don't remember the last time I only struck out one guy in an outing. Yeah. So – I noticed, I don't know if you saw the tweet from your dad, the Rick, he got out there and did you know that he tweeted about it afterwards? Oh yeah. He, he was hot. I, I was texting him like, come on, you got, you got to don't go too crazy on Twitter tonight. No, he was good though. I thought he had the tone of a father without being insulting to Josh Donaldson or the twins or anything else. I thought he was yeah. perfectly, I, I thought I laughed. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I know. He's he's pretty like witty on there. He likes to have fun. Yeah. He enjoys and he in, he loves like the fan interaction stuff. He loves chatting with uh White Sox fans and doing all of that. Mm-hmm. So after you were done with the Zoom, did did you talk with anybody on your team like how do you how do you cool yourself down as a pro athlete after that happens? Is it just natural or do you have to talk to somebody or what? Well, I I pitched that night, so it was like it's hard to to cool down like in general i'm not going to bed until like four in the morning the night after i pitch um so i don't know i was just kind of jacked up i had like three red bulls during the game you know i saw 
the the whole thing on the post game interview and Ozzy Gian's going in and I'm like, oh, you know, getting all fired up. And so then after, I don't know, I was just, all right, said what I said, time to go home, met Josh in the parking lot. It's funny. It's like met him in the parking lot. <laughs> like, what we're going to do like, yeah, let's get into a fist fight. And this is great. And I never got that like vibe from him. Like he was trying to challenge me to anything. It seemed like he was just trying to justify what he was doing as an action for his team. And I was like, all right, I'll hear, hear what you have to say. That's fine. By the way, it was funny. Cause I was reading all this shit on Twitter. Everybody's like, well, what do you think would have happened if they got into a fight in the parking lot? Everybody's like, well, Donaldson's crazy. He probably would take it. But Giolito's like 6'5". He's a monster. He's probably going to win. I was like, man, I wish I could You know what? To really, to really decide that, maybe, maybe we have to go on the undercard of the next Logan Paul fight. See? I like where your head's at. Raise money, <laughs> right? Maybe use the oversized boxing gloves. Really, really turn it into a circus. Yeah, that'd be kind of right in line with how things are going in our society in general. Right. Right. Um, the, there was an amazing picture of you during the zoom that ended up, you know, going viral where everybody's like, look at Luke's Gilito usually doesn't look like that. That is the, that's angry Lucas right there. That is a great shot of you. Is it not? I, like I said, I was hot. I, you know, it takes, it takes a lot. And I, I really, I'm a lover, not a fighter. What song is that? Are we yeah. even allowed to say that or are we gonna get yeah, copyright? No, I think you're good. I um, think you're good. No, I, you know, it's, it was just one of those moments. I, I get like a few of those a year where it's like something just sets me off. And for like a 20 minute period, I'm just like, Ugh. so it's a switch. There's a switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Listen, dude, I appreciate it's like you. I'm, it's like I mostly got my mom's personality. Uh-huh. And then it's like something will set me off. And I get my, my dad's like crazy, aggressive Italian side. It just pops out out of nowhere. Uh-huh. It's good. Did you talk to your wife that night? Did she, did she get you back to center? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's always wonderful. She just uh, a couple nights ago was driving home from the barn. She was hanging out with her horse, doing her thing. And a dog runs right out in front of the car, stops, obviously picks it up. And we've been holding on to a, a puppy for the last couple of days. Oh, well, we have, she has, I yeah. haven't seen her in a minute. I'll be seeing her in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a photo we're showing for audio only of her doing the, the battle ax target thing. She's a badass man. Yeah, she got a. She finally got like a free evening. Those are very hard to come by right now. And went to the axe throwing bar with uh, some of her friends. That's awesome. That's like something I want to do. That it's like a more extreme darts. Yeah. No, I I did like a mini version at some place out in Lake Arrowhead or something. You, knowing me, I would probably throw it. It would bounce back and split my head open. So I'm not, you know. 
at, at the Rose Rotation family reunion, I'm not so sure you're going to allow me to do the battle axe toss, but we'll see. We'll see. You know what we can do? We can do we can do disc golf with Dylan Cease of the Chicago oh, yeah. White Sox, who's coming up. Yeah, Dylan's uh, he's got to be the best disc golfing baseball player on planet Earth. <laughs> All right, Lucas Giolito, since you are a co-host, you are not a guest of the Chris Rose Rotation. Why don't you introduce today's guest since you kind of know him? Yeah, this is a member of our starting five on the White Sox, Dylan Cease, our youngest member on the pitching staff, been making a lot of great strides this year, and I'm happy to bring him aboard for an episode of our show here. All right, awesome. Now, we, you know, we have a very small time frame because apparently, uh, Dylan, you're, you're, a, you're a busy dude. What do you have working today? Yeah, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to visit the factory of a disc golf company called Discraft, so... Yeah, I'm torn. Okay, explain your passion for disc golf. Where did this come from? So back in 2017, I was still living at my parents' house in the offseason, um, and I have a twin brother, so he was he was really into it, and he would put it on YouTube. And initially, I was like, what is this? I, I hated it at first, and I would go, I'd go walk with him in the park when he was playing, but I would never really play. And then uh, I just started trying it, hated it at first because I was bad at it, and then uh, just kept with it. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm addicted to it now. All right. So I think we just had some sort of championships, but the that clip yeah. that went viral, yeah. were you watching this live? I was. I could not believe it. I mean, that is, that's got to be the most clutch shot in disc golf history. <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. I'm actually, uh, so the tour I'm going on, the guy that he was playing against, Paul McBeth, is going to be there and uh, be a part of the tour as well. So, Paul McBeth, number one. Well, I don't yeah. know, maybe not anymore, but. I Wait a second, think, Lucas, you know this I stuff? Think, oh, yeah, Lucas. Well, Dylan, Dylan got me on it. Yeah. So, like, we'll sometimes, like, be hanging out after a game on the road and we'll watch, like, disc golf highlights on YouTube uh dylan's taken me out disc golfing in chicago yeah. i think we played once here in detroit at we did. some park yeah lucas got he has natural talent he just you know got to get the practice yeah all right. all right so you know i used to play frisbee as a kid but we didn't have i'm so old we didn't really have great disc golf course setups so if i were to start today yeah if you're giving like a, a tutorial on how to become a great disc golfer Okay. How do I do this? First thing I would do is I would download an app called UDisc because on that app, you can look on the map and it shows you every course in the area around you. Um, next, I would probably YouTube like how to throw a backhand Paul McBeth or how to throw a backhand Ricky Wysocki. So get find a, find a pro that you like and then, and then go to their channel. They'll have, uh, they're bound to have all kinds of tutorials um and i'll go from there then you got to get a set of discs uh and just start practicing lucas show me your uh your form here i want to see what this yeah 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 yeah. so i like i like to throw it this way no i mean yeah i think it's i can throw it farther and even more accurately this way because that's how i used to throw that's how i threw frisbees when i was like kind of growing up 
but Dylan's like, he's all backhand oh, yeah. and he's got like a whole, he's got a whole system and then he swings around. But what it's, I think is like my pitching in a lot it, of ways. Yeah. So what, what's kind of interesting about it is that he threw, you know, throwing it with your right arm, you're actually driving with your left hip, like you're a lefty, right? Whereas he throws off the mound righty. So I actually think it's kind of like a good way to stay balanced. You I know get. how like Japanese pitchers, a lot of them throw a bunch lefty. I've heard that before. Like when like, they're, well, I've heard you Darvish do that. Yeah. Like you, you Darvish throws a bunch lefty. Cause he's like, Oh, I want to keep my body balanced. Like that's Dylan's way of keeping his body yep. balanced. His follow through on his disc golf is like the mirror image of his follow through pitching off a mound. Yep. Okay. Two, two more quick questions, Dylan on this. Okay. One is <clears throat> what's the furthest you've ever thrown a disc. I think I can get it. I think I can get it around 400, maybe a little farther. 400 what? Uh, 400 feet. Sorry. Yeah. I should, have, I should have clarified that 400 feet. Still, that's a, that's more than the length of a football field. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Holy I get crap. after a little bit. All right. I'm, try, hey, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get legit. I'm thinking about doing a YouTube channel this off season. So we'll Are see if serious? I can make it happen. Oh, we're showing video of you and the white Sox park. You're, oh, you're yeah. throwing it. How far did that, disc go that was probably in the threes that was i was a little rusty there okay all right last one give me um the current team rankings on the white Sox in terms of disc golf players yourself Ooh, included okay. well i've only gone i've only gone with Kopech, lambert and giolito before um so i'm gonna go i mean Kopech's got power Lambert's Lambert's got a uh, this straddle putt that's incredible, and Gio's probably the most well-rounded. He's he's the most naturally gifted, I would say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hey. put Gio at number one so far. Lucas, he just called you naturally wow. gifted in disc golf. I I I don't get a lot of Look, that. He's I'm blushing not, <laughs> uh, for real. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, Dylan, I would love to talk about your pitching, but I'm sorry. When you make history with a three three knock performance uh, in Cincinnati, oh, we can talk what, about hitting all day. I'm here. Okay. For it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so, when was the last time you I had saw taken this a swing? on the email? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you took a swing in a game before that? In a game, my senior year of high school. Are you serious? So, so 2014. Yep. Lucas, you sound jealous. A, a little bit. Yeah, he was. Maybe a little bit. Exit low, baby. <laughs> yeah, but did you see it, his second hit almost? Did you think it went yard? Oh, off the bat. Oh, like, wow. off, oh, yeah. off the bat, we all thought it was a home run. That would have been I don't crazy. Know how I didn't go over. My favorite part was when they threw the ball and it bounced once and then hit Dylan in the back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. Um, but Lucas, we're going to give you some love on the show. You know, we talked about with your boys, Flaherty and Freed, and they were like, he can't hit. And then you pulled, you pulled a rocket shot in Pittsburgh. How hard was the pitch thrown by the way? 91. Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah, that's about my hitting speed, anything above that. And I am absolutely screwed. I love it. How excited the dugout gets when you guys do anything at the dish. Like what position player loves it the most, Dylan? Just off of my three hit game, I saw Ingle uh, freaking out every hit. So I'm going to go Ingle, but I mean, they probably all were. Yeah. So one thing I will say is that I know that I just hit a measly single in the five, six hole, (laughs) but that was like one Oh five off the bat harder than all three of Dylan's hits. Even the one that made it to the right field wall. Yeah. But he doesn't, he doesn't know how to launch angle anything. I mean, even in BP, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here putting them way back and he's hitting these, he's hitting these, they're hard line drives, nice hard line drives, but it's like, I mean, single. That's what BP's for, man. That's what BP's for. You get that swing locked in for the game. It's not. It's not the home run derby. Nah, it's 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 a derby. (laughs) Don't let them fool you. It's a derby. See, it's a young guy right there. (laughs) I love it. I love it when you guys are talking shit and acting like brothers. And speaking of sibling rivalries, you mentioned you have a twin, a fraternal twin. Um, What is the best thing about being a twin? And what's the most challenging thing about being a twin? The best thing was always having someone to do something with. So, well, actually, we'll, we'll take it even a step farther. So, uh, baseball-wise, he growing up, he and I were basically always like a very similar skill level. Mm. So when we would go and play like rec baseball, when we were on the same team, it'd be like having – like two first round picks and then we would get another first round pick and then another coach's kid. So our teams were always stacked because <laughs> we basically had an extra like first round pick. But um, yeah, the, the best thing was just always having, having some, uh, somebody to do something with. And then um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. And the, the most challenging would probably be, I mean, we fought a lot as kids. I mean, we really, we really were, I mean, we were pretty mean to each other. Really? Yeah. Did it get physical? Every once in a while. Um, I remember one bloody nose from a basketball game. Um, but but for the most part, for the most part, it was just a lot of uh, talking. Lucas, you and Casey never got into a knockout drag out. I can't imagine because you're a monster. Five, I mean, five year age difference. Not really. Mm. I, I like to mess with my brother a lot. Uh, when he was younger, like we'd play video games together, be playing outside. And I would just like tease him, like hold something too high or whatever, stuff <laughs> like that. And the thing is, he was very, very, he's very like we're, me and him have similar personalities, like very even keeled, very relaxed. Um, but when he was younger, younger, he was very feisty. And so he would get pissed off and start swinging on me and stuff when he was like seven years old. Uh, but no, we had a, we had a very good relationship. The violence never escalated. Okay. Well, you know, Dylan, you and your brother actually captured something together and that was a state title down in Georgia. So is that like the crowning moment of your baseball career? Crowning moment. Amateur-wise, for sure. I mean, n- no doubt about it. I'll, I'll give you a good story from that. I think it was either in the first or second round of the playoffs. 
Uh, we were down to our last out, last strike, and Alec was up to the plate, and he hit a game-tying double that ended up uh, pushing into extras. We ended up winning the series. So, um, I mean, without him, we would have, we probably wouldn't have made it. So, uh, that was that was definitely the biggest um, amateur accomplishment. And then my three-hit game, my three hits are my biggest baseball. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for people who are joining us audio only, we just showed the uh, state championship down in Georgia, and I've seen baseball dog piles for years and years. This is one where the fans started jumping on top afterward. Yeah. I really, it scares the not hell fan, out of me. Not a fan of that. Where were you in that pile? <laughs> I think I was on the bottom, and I think I was screaming. I think I was saying, "Hey, let me out of this thing," because it was getting it was getting pretty intense. Get a little hairy. We'll be oh my god! Yeah, we all those people showing wow. up. <laughs> God. I think there was a, I think there was a couple thousand people at that one. It's good stuff. Uh, so Lucas, you, you kind of followed in the family tradition. We've talked about this. It, you know, mom, of course, a, a famous actress, and your brothers doing Shakespeare or whatever he's doing over in England. And and I noticed this year that somebody got into the commercial biz. Let's give a look. Lucas I don't need to see this again. 2018, worst pitcher in baseball. Way out there and gone. But he had something you couldn't see in the stats. Belief that those numbers didn't define him. And one season later, this dude's an all-star. Yep. Dylan, what's your favorite part of that commercial? Man. I mean... It's electric from the start, so it's it's tough to choose just one favorite part. Um, I mean, probably when it goes 2018 and he's shaking his head and then like flip of switch, he's out there on the mound confident. So uh, probably probably that flip. Lucas, take some pride in your work, man. It looked great. It was Smile. fun, man. That was it, it's just it's so funny to me because that was like an eight hour shoot. And the commercials like 30, it's a 30 second spot. It's like, it kind of opened up my eyes to like, man, like the amount of time and work that goes into like even a small piece of uh, media on television or commercial or movie or whatever, like that's crazy. Cause I, we were out there, I was throwing the longest bullpen in my life. Um, it was just a, a long day, but a lot of fun though. Were you disappointed you did not get a speaking role? No, I knew going in that it was going to be like that kind of voiceover style for the main commercial, but I did do a lot of speaking stuff. Like we kind of did like a sit down interview style thing. And that's like more of a long form. I think that's on their website. Got it. Okay. Where I kind of go into more detail. Very good. All right, Dylan, I know you're busy. Um, I don't want to keep you from your disc golf uh, obligations. Oh, no I don't want to have no I don't want yeah, to have fun. Yeah. I, I don't want to be the guy who prevents you from becoming the next great two sport athlete. Okay. Oh, I'm not letting that happen. No. Don't worry. But before you go, we do have to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. And even though I'm on the road at my son's baseball tournament in Arizona, we have the wheel with us. So let's spin that bad boy. And today's topic is, I can't even read what that says. Oh, paper trail. Okay. Um, need both of you to answer. Dylan, I'll start with you. What was the first big ticket item you purchased after getting your signing bonus? I bought a 2011 
uh, burnt orange Dodge Challenger. <laughs> still have it? I think yeah, yeah you've seen it. Gio's seen so it. Do you still yeah, yeah. have that? Uh, it's passed down to my brother right now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas? That's very funny because my first purchase was a 2012 Chevy Tahoe that I gutted the interior and I put in three 12 inch subwoofers and <laughs> did all this stuff to the car, tinted the windows, like big black uh, 24 inch rims, like all I did the whole thing. And that is now passed down to my brother. And oh my they God. took they took the window tin off. They, uh, oh, yeah, they live. You know, my parents. They live up in northeast New York. It's too dark there for the window. Like we can't drive this thing with the window tin on it. It's too dark. We can't see. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Dylan sees. Uh, congratulations on the awesome first half of the season. I can't wait to see where your disc YouTube channel goes. And maybe you know, if we're ever in the same town, you can help me because I am the worst disc golfer. I just need, I need some tutelage. You can be my guy. I got you. Hey, I'm I'm gonna send you some discs. We're gonna work on this. I love it. That might be my homework assignment one day is to work on this. Mm -hmm. All right, very good, Dylan. We appreciate you hanging Perfect. out, man. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me. See you, Dylan. See you later, guys. All right, Dylan Cease has had a. Uh, an amazing year he's he's a good dude i imagine it's hard being like the youngest guy on that staff right he handled he handles it great like really really well um you know the last couple years one thing we didn't get into is that he can freestyle rap a little bit oh god not a lot of not a lot of it but like he can he can like put rhymes together and it can make sense for the most part. So he's been on the front of the bus freestyle rapping many, many times. Uh, he's always handled like the rookie duties very, very well. He's past that now, obviously, but yeah, I mean, great teammate, great guy. Uh, and he's only getting better. Yeah. He also helped out with your homework assignment that Mrs. Rose gave you. Uh, we had to call an audible because originally you had an off day in Pittsburgh and you were going to actually play disc golf. And then you texted me. You're like, well, I, we got to change of plans. We're not doing it. Mm -hmm. But we do have an off day in Chicago coming up. So how about if I shoot that? And I was like, great. You're, you know, you're always the guy that texts me about changing stuff for the homework, but you want to do it on time. And you <laughs> gave an A plus performance. Here it is. All right, Chris, here I am, homework. Might look a little different than the disc golf course that I was promising you earlier. As you can see, I'm on a boat. We're on the river. This is how we're deciding to spend the off day. Unfortunately, it started raining right when we got out here. So we're just gonna cruise for a little bit. Hopefully it clears up and then uh, I'll document some of these activities we got going on. Just grabbed some lunch at the Chicago Yacht Club, courtesy of Chris Chelios, whose yacht we are currently on. Still a little gloomy, still a little rainy. Unfortunate for the off day, but we're still making the best of it. Uh, gonna go out to the playpen, maybe bust out the jet ski and we'll see what happens. All right. Update, 
It's still raining. Chris told me I have to wear my life preserver. There's the city behind us. We're gonna go out on the open uh, lake here. Hopefully it clears up and we can have some more fun. Oh, look how pretty that is, even on a cloudy day. My gosh. Oh, it's the best. It's like the best summer activity <laughs> in Chicago. Gosh, that is awesome. Oh, here we go. Shirtless Lucas about to jump off the boat for audio only, people. Let's see it. <laughs> Jackknife. What are you, six? I was trying to get a big. Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. Jet skiing now. Also, full credit to Lee Nash for these shots. All this B-roll stuff. My buddy Kelly Nash did this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I knew she was on the boat. I didn't know that she was shooting all the video. That way, Kate Ash. Oh, no, I told, like, oh, I got, you know, I got to do my homework for Chris Rose. Yeah. That's yeah, why she girl. was about it. She was like, oh, I, yeah, she was like, all right, perfect. Like, I'll, I'll get all the shots. So we'll put them together. It's good. That's a, yeah. You got, you did a great job. Very cool. By the way, Chelios's yacht is sick. Yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. A lot of fun. He's such a good dude, man. And he still owns that town after all those years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, how was how was the yacht club? It was very nice. We went in, had some had some drinks, had some appetizers. Mm -hmm. Okay. How? Uh, yeah, no complaint. It was kind of you know it was like the middle of the day on a weekday and uh, poor weather. Yeah, but that yeah, was good. Good day. Awesome. All right. Before we get you out of here, let's give you another homework assignment. Um, we don't know. How how the all-star rosters are going to fill out. You never know. We could hear Lucas Giolito's name end up and no, no, I'm going home, man. <laughs> I, got, I want to see, I want to see my wife. I haven't seen her in so long and I have not seen my pets since. Oh my God. Before I left for spring training. Okay. All right. So this is part of your homework assignment. I don't want to infringe too much. I know your time is valuable with your wife and your pets, but we do want like a full video report of all of your pets because it sounds fascinating. What do you think? Oh, like when I go home yeah. on the all-star break? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, good. We want you to introduce us to each of your pets. Tell us a little bit about them, their personality, mm. what they bring to the family. You know, you could even have the good doctor, you know, drop her, her face in there to tell us about why we love said pet so much. How's that? Love sound? it. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, That's wonderful. Awesome. That's awesome. Might be my favorite homework assignment. Okay, good. Good. Because I want to leave you with this photo as we are uh, saying goodbye. I want more of <laughs> Lucas on the right than Lucas on the left. I do too. <laughs> I'm on the same page. Yeah, I imagine we'll be seeing much more of you smiling since you now get to go see your wife and all of your fur babies too. So that'll be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we're, you know we're playing we're playing good baseball. 
we're hitting a bunch of homers now. I love watching us hit homers. Um, first place, just having a great time. Life's good, man. Life's mm-hmm. good. Hey, we appreciate you, um, as always, being honest. You know, people just want to hear what's going on in your life. And we know it was kind of a weird week for you. It would have been easy for you to say, hey, Chris, I'm going to take this week off. You didn't even think about it. And I appreciate it. I do. I just want to let you know that. Okay? No worries. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Have a good uh, good week or two or three until I see you again. Enjoy your all-star break. Tell Mrs. G we say hello and all those furry kids, too. And thanks very right. much for tuning in. Uh, special shout out to Robbie Scirocco and our intern, Alden Stone. You guys do great work as always. And thanks very much to you for joining us here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.